You may be seated for our reading. The lection tonight is recorded for us in the, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 20, beginning with verse 35. And St. Paul is here addressing the elders or the pastors of the congregations in the area of Ephesus. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would increase our faith through them. Amen. Years ago, when I was pastor of a congregation, there was an elderly gentleman I had gone to see in the hospital, and uh, he had a heart condition fairly serious situation. The next day, as I was sitting in my office, I heard his voice out in the secretary's office, not far from mine, and heard him talking, and I came out there, and I said, oh, you got out of the hospital, yeah. And he was busy writing a check, and uh, he was asking who he should make it out to, and so on, and I said, um, I said, what are you, what are you doing? He said, I'm writing a check out to the church, and you can decide in whatever way you want it used in the church or the school to to benefit the work of the Lord here. And I looked down, he was writing a $1,000 check. And I said, wow, what is this for? And, And why are you doing this now? And he said, I am so grateful. God could have let me die. I am so grateful to God that He spared my life and brought me through this. I just wanted to show him my gratitude. We hear the expression, it is better to give than to receive. It's a little bit of a takeoff on the words of our text where St. Paul quotes Jesus. And he says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Words from the mouth of Jesus that the apostles heard and uh, spread to others. It's not recorded for us in the Gospels, but we certainly know here that it's something our Lord must have said. It is better to give than to receive. So, is that really true? Is that really true? Do you really feel that for yourself, that it's better to give than to receive? There's something in me that kind of semi-rebels a little bit at this statement. And we may all agree it sounds really nice, and there's kind of a virtuous ring to it on the surface, but when you think about yourself, or when I think about myself, how difficult it is for me to implement this in my life. How difficult it is for me to actually get off the dime and and do something with this. There's a magnetic pull in me in the other direction, and that is I want to be the recipient. I don't want to be the giver, I want to be the recipient. My sinful human nature has a, has a hard time. It, it, it's very easy to receive things, but has a hard time with this idea of giving, especially when it comes to doing it generously. And you can see this starting right away when we're little kids. If you watch little children, we weren't any different. If you watch little children, 
They want to be the first to be there to get something that's being handed out for free. And they want to be the first in line. As we get older, we kind of learn how to mask this a little bit. We kind of learn how to hold that back. But when something's being given out, we just, we just want to rush at it. We want to go get it. And we hate to, to be forced in some way to have to give something to someone else. That's kind of like letting go of the dollar to the waitress in the restaurant. It's really a, a struggle for us at times. Generosity is really kind of a rare thing when you think about it. And, and yet when it is shown to you, when, when I have someone be generous toward me, and I've had that happen many times, sometimes, sometimes it can really overwhelm us. Although sometimes it can also bring out a streak of pride in us and may cause us to feel almost a sense of guilt that we haven't been that way toward other people. And for this reason, sometimes for people, it's actually hard to receive a gift, too. Remember years ago, my brother and his wife, when they were newly married, were about to have a baby, and there were a number of complications that came up with the pregnancy. And because of that, uh, there were a lot of hospital bills that had to be paid. And the word had just gotten out in our congregation that uh, that this was probably going to drain any savings that they had. And there was a, another young man about their age that came up to my brother in the narthex of the church that day and just said, you're in my prayers, and he patted him on the, on the shirt pocket and stuffed something in his shirt pocket and walked away. And later my brother reached in when he got home and found a $100 bill that this young man had stuck in his pocket. And to this day, if you ask my brother about that incident, he'll remember it just like, like yesterday. When someone really shows us a, an act of kindness and generosity, um, especially when it's kind of over the top, we really remember it. It really stays with us. We just sang in the hymn, with the sunshine, singing to God, with the sunshine of thy goodness, melt our thankless hearts of stone. Every time I sing that verse, that line, it really resonates with me. With the sunshine of thy goodness, melt our thankless hearts of stone. And isn't that what the gospel does? The goodness of God. When we think about what our Savior has done for us and his, his great generosity toward us from heaven to give us the, the gift of going to heaven someday because he's paid for it all by his holy blood. And when we learn about that, when we embrace that by faith and, and, and treasure it and realize what a tremendous thing this really is for us, that should just melt our thankless hearts of stone. To think that by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. It's just a present not of works so that anybody can boast. It's just a present that we get to go to heaven. Imagine if God just let you right now for 30 seconds just fly up to heaven and stick your head through the clouds and just, just get a 30-second feel of heaven and come back to earth. Just think what, how that might change how we look at our lives and how we would think about the things in our lives. There's the great story about the short little guy, Zacchaeus, who climbs up in a sycamore tree to see Jesus and invites him to his house and hears Jesus speak to him the wonderful gospel and the good news of how to get to heaven. 
and it just melts his heart. It changes his attitude toward his money and how he's been getting money from people. And he decides to, to go back and be generous toward other people. God just loves to see when the gospel melts us inside. He loves to see it when the gospel melts our hearts and turns us into givers, turns us into generous givers. And, and it's not the size of the gift that matters to God. If you think about it, God can come up with any money he wants, anything he wants. He's made it all. So it's not the size of the gift, but it's why we're giving it. It's the motivation in the heart. That's what he's watching for. That's what he loves to see when his beautiful message of Christ melts our thankless hearts and gives us hearts of gratitude and generosity. I had another member of a church I was serving years ago in Florida whose husband was an unbeliever, a rank unbeliever, did not want anything to do with Christianity. And this wonderful Christian woman felt so bad because her husband refused to let her give a dollar to the church. Wouldn't let her give any gifts to the church. He thought it was a waste of money. And she came to see me one day and she was in tears about this. And she said, I feel so bad that I can't donate anything to the church. So if you have any jobs that I can do, if there's any little stuff around your secretarial work or cleaning, give it to me so that I can, I can use my time and my talents at least to, uh, to show God my gratitude and things. And she felt that, that she was really letting God down. And I said to her, you're not letting God down at all. God could care less about the money. What he cares about is your heart. He cares about why you want to give to him, why you want to do these things for him. God will place opportunities in your life for you to be generous. Some of them will be small. Some of them might be kind of big. He might put them in your life just as a little, as a little bit of a test. He might put them in front of you as an opportunity for you to show generosity in order to receive some blessings that you have not, no idea about. But he will place different weights on different people at different times in their lives and different opportunities in your lap and give those to you as a chance to show a reflection of what he's done for you in Christ. Now God adds something to this, this activity of giving that's really wonderful. He makes you this promise. He says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now that's God speaking, not me. God is saying to you, to you his children who believe in Christ, when you show generosity, I will find a way to bless you for that. Have you ever noticed that, if you think, think about the person in your life right now who is the most generous person you know, they're probably a pretty happy person, especially if they're a believer in Christ. There's a joy that comes back to us. There's a gift that God gives back to us when our hearts are moved, just like his was toward us, to give generously to other people. The Lord truly loves a cheerful giver. Amen.
Abide with us in the end of the day, in the end of our life, and in the end of the world. Abide with us with your grace and goodness, with your holy word and sacrament, with your strength and blessing. Abide with us when the night of affliction and temptation comes upon us, the night of fear and despair when death shall come. Abide with us and with all the faithful through time and eternity. Amen. 